Thank you, Nancy. Very beautiful. Today's scripture comes from the book of Job, chapter 23, verse 10. But he knows the way that I take. When he has tested me, I will come forth as gold. Good morning. Good morning. I greet you all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ this morning. Uh, I want us, I want to draw your attention to the book of Job this morning as they are read to us, chapter 23, verse 10. I want us this morning, we'll look at it. And uh, what I'm going to talk on this morning is uh, God has not forsaken us. That is it the topic this morning for us out of that text. Okay, out of that text, that God has not forsaken us. Um, they say there are, in the world today, Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, in the world today, there are people who are suffering in the world today, and they're convinced that God has forsaken them. Have you ever been in a situation where you just suffer? When darkness from nowhere just envelops you on every side? The situation all hope seems cut off. When you are best from every side, imagine a situation when you are world in completely without any valuable door to escape and all around you is darkness. Just imagine the situation you find yourself in at that time. This is a time when you look everywhere for help, but unfortunately, there will be no one to help you. Life becomes meaningless, and you wish you were dead. But even these ideas will not help you at all. Then you become frustrated. You actually don't know what to do. And it is at this time that friends and loved ones desert you. There will be no one to share with you in your trials and tribulations. Some have deserted by their spouses in times like this, when they needed all the love and comfort they could get. The man in our text encounters such a situation, the one that they, we have just heard about. Job 23, verse 10. Overnight, Job was reduced from a very nice, wealthy man to a very poor man. Overnight, Job found himself with nothing but an unloving, angry, and equally disturbed wife and a host of unsupportive friends. His wife, Instead of showing him love, asked him, are you holding on to your integrity? Curse God and die. That was what he said to her husband. 
in addition, his friends, he were having three friends, all these friends, they came to him and then they, they told him that it is because of your sin that you are suffering. This type of suffering you are going through is because of the sin you are committed. And one of his friends, in fact, if he asked him, could you ask God to tell you the charges he had against you, this type of suffering that you are going through? They really don't know what they were saying. But to the contrary, Job was an upright man who feared God and shunned evil. And that was not his nature at all that they were thinking about him. He was a man that feared God. Job was in a situation where he had lost everything and was experiencing environment. I'm pretty sure that some of you today have a similar experience. It seems as if God has forsaken you and you see no possible human way of escape. You have been trying to the best of your ability to nurture your marriage. But the relationship between you and your spouse gets more and more sour each day. A broken heart, which cannot be mended because all love has been spent. Maybe it's your finances. You are heavily indebted to several people and organizations. Your efforts to clear your debt have come to nothing. Instead, you continue to accumulate more and more debt. The messenger of court is threatening to attach your property. The only property you have after you sold most of your property is trying to upset your debt. It might be some unfortunate consequences in your life, which is making you suffer and you don't know what to do. All these ideas and solutions you have, you have tried have failed you completely. The question today is, what do I do? And where do I run to? When my family and friends have forsaken me, and at the same time, it appears that God has abandoned me. Because we are facing a serious experience of abandonment by family, friends, and apparently by God, let me suggest three ways this morning to you why I say God has not forsaken you. One. The first reason why I say God has not forsaken you is because God knows all about you. He knows the way we take because God is all seen. He's omnipotent, He's omnipresent, and He's God all that's all powerful. God is all knowing, He's all powerful, and He's everywhere present. God knows us. God is with us, and his greatest gift is to allow us to know him. But people may raise questions about the theology of suffering. What kind of world, what kind of world am I living in today? Where is God? We want to know now, does God care about me? Are the people affected? If God cares about us, how could this happen? What is justice? Crisis can make people bitter, even fearful for the rest of their lives. 
But God said to Jeremiah, Before I formed your mother's womb, I knew you. And I appointed you as a prophet for the nation. And that's, that's God that you are worshiping. As a human beings, we may have questions. It does not mean that when you ask questions or that you don't know God. But you ask questions of what is happening around us or in the world today. When Jeremiah agreed, intended for him as answer, he was just a, a little child. God promised him he was going to be with him. God even says through Samuel 103 verse 14, he knows how we are formed and remember that we are dust. In Psalm 139, verse 1 to 3, the psalmist says, Lord, you have searched me, and you know me. You know when I sit, when I rise. You perceive my thoughts from afar. You are familiar with all the ways. With theological help and guidance this morning, Christian friend, let me declare to you today that God knows all about you. Even the way that you take, he is there with you as you walk through the valley of the shadow of death. He is with us. Even what is happening in the world today, earthquakes and other calamities seem to be happening all too often. A time of violence, conflict, and war does not mean that God has abandoned us or that God is powerless. What it does mean is that God has created a world in which people can choose to violate the community in which God has called us to live. The people of God need to analyze the situation here to see what the root causes are. It could also be linked that sin and unfaithfulness to God, corruption and injustice, oppression, that is taken in our life in our society today. As God used Israel, old Judah, become aware of their sinful ways, so God may use, use the church today to create awareness and to warn the people of today to desist from the evil practices and live godly lives. God Almighty is prepared to forgive us if only we are prepared to repent. The fact of the matter is that before we came into this world, he already knew about us, and that we never, and that he will never forsake us, nor leave us. What we just have to understand is that even though he appears to be far away from us, where we suffer, he's not far away if just we persevere. Persevere if just we persevere in our lives a little longer. And of course, one of the friends of Job. He asked, in fact, was telling us that the suffering that his friend is going through is due to his sinful nature. But Christian friends, do not give up. Just continue to persevere a little longer. You will, you will see what the Lord will do in your lives. The second reason why I say that God has not forsaken all is that at times, God allows us to be tested to purify us. I know it is difficult for people to accept the notion that God at times allows us to be tempted so that we can come out pure without any impurities. People have questions. 
have question two today. Why does a God who is good all the time allow us to suffer? Why does a God who, after creating humankind, declared that it is very good, allow this species created in his image to suffer? Why? This is a God who so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, who came and died for us in this world. But, however, let me hasten to tell you this morning that that purification, God is trying to test us in order to purify us. The all is put in, in many furnaces and have been several times heated. What happened in this process is that all the impurities are burned, and what we have left is pure gold. This pure gold is now used in the manufacture of precious jewelry and ornaments we see in certain homes. Likewise, in order for God to get the best out of us, we have to endure the extreme heat of life. St. Paul confirmed that temptation is good for us, but we also rejoice in our suffering. He says in Romans in Roman 5, 1, 2, 3, because we know that suffering produces perseverance, character, and hope. And hope does not disappoint us at all, because God has poured his love into our heart by the Holy Spirit when he has given us. God allows us, dear friends, to pass through this test so that we can emerge stronger and more valuable in the end. Let me suggest to you that the suffering you are going through is meant to make you a better Christian. All the impurities have to be removed so that a better and more valuable Christian can emerge out of you. I say so because I'm convinced that beyond any reasonable doubt that God grinds only the tools he intends to use. Therefore, going through this suffering, knowing I'm fully convinced that nothing can separate us from the love of Christ. I want I want you to know that, to declare to you today that no amount of trouble, hardship, persecution, or famine, nakedness, or danger shall separate us from the love of Jesus Christ. Do not tell God how big the problem is, but tell the problem how great my God is, and that our God is greater than all problems. The third reason why I say God has not forsaken you is that because he promises us a great reward for our endurance. A reward is given only to those who have performed exceptionally well. The question, my dear friends, is can anything good come out of suffering? Imagine the trauma that Job had to go through, both physically and spiritually. I can hear some saying in their heart that Joe's story is not something that can be repeated over and over again because it is very sad. Job had disturbed. Job had encountered spiritual and psychological problems because his spirit had been greatly disturbed by the suffering. All of a sudden, he started experiencing financial problems, relational problems and us in deep distress. How can, how on earth can we learn something from Job's ordeal? Let me suggest to you that a greater award awaited Job 
after all his suffering, he met it in his life. The truth is that in the end, Job Almighty restored to Job, God Almighty restored to Job all of Job's material possessions, family and health, and have far greater blessings than he had before. What a testimony for someone who humbled himself or herself before God when they go through trials. My mind is taken to the Apostles Paul, St. Paul, who will not be deterred by anything. I can't hear him boasting in Corinthians to the Corinthians. I have worked much harder, yet I have been, I have been robbed and made him. I'm white in the blood, and made me white in the blood of Jesus. They are before the throne of God and serve him day and night in his temple. And he who sits on the throne will spread his tent over. Never again will they hunger, never again will they thirst. The sun will not beat upon them or any scorching heat. For the Lamb of God, Jesus Christ, at the center of the throne, will be their shepherd, not only a shepherd, but the good shepherd. He will lead them to spring of living water, and everyone who drinks this water will never be thirsted again. And again, God will wipe away every tear from their eyes. God will not forsake you. You will be restored today. If you are remember, because of God's knowledge of all of all about, about us, He knows the way you take. And no other person knows, even, even when you are most loved, even you are most loved ones. Remember that at times God allows us to be tested or uses temptation to purify us to bring the best out of us. I just want you to remember that one day the sun will shine in your backyard. If you persevere, and above all, he promised us a great reward for our endurance in the midst of our suffering. And I want to draw your attention to Matthew 28, verses 18 to 20. He says to his disciples, All authority in heaven and on earth have been given to me. Go therefore into the world and make disciples of all nations. Teach them what you have observed. Baptize them in the name of God the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. And lo, I'm with you. I'm always with you unto the end of the age. And that's a promise that God made to us through his son Jesus Christ. That's always all with us unto the end of the age. And today we are coming to get up a communion. In that communion, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son Jesus Christ. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. The bread here, that represents the body of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. The wine there represents the blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And that is a demonstration that God demonstrated to us how he loved us and he are not forsaking us. As we are going to get this communion this morning, Jesus tells us, remember, as often as we eat the bread and we drink that wine, that he's always with us as we take it in our life. That no matter problem we find ourselves, life we find or running in our lives, he has not forsaken us, his father has not forsaken us. That let us be pretty sure that we are always protected and God is always with us. That don't give up, 
but persevere and have faith in God. Have strong faith in the Lord. God, our God, my God, will take care. And the hymn writer here says, this morning to close up my message, in 131, in 130, God will take care of you. Whatever be tied, God will take care of you. Beneath his wings of love abide. God will take care of you. God will take care of you through every day, over all the way. He will take care of you. God will take care of you. Therefore, God has not forsaken you. No matter what is running your life, no matter problems or challenges you are facing, no matter disappointment that you have met in your life, he loves you. He cares for you. He has plans for you and I. He said, my plans for you is for hope and for future, but not for harm you. So he has not forsaken us. He has not forgotten us. Our own role to play is to love him with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength. And to love our neighbor as to love ourselves. And that is God who cares, who loves. May God bless us all. Amen.